Hello, my name is Austin Shen, and welcome to a very special presentation of the film room. From the summer of 2011 to the spring of 2012, I had a podcast with my dear close friend Lauren Dunn entitled The Brutal Kind, which served in many ways as a lead-in to the film room. We did much the same style. We both did a lot of discussions of film, and it was a lot of goofing around. And that podcast had the same purpose, really, as the film room, which was to get on records some conversations that I was having off air that I just thought should be preserved. Lauren and I were close friends for a good many years, and we talked constantly about film. She shared my love and was one of my closest friends in the entire world. Lauren passed away on Monday of the week that this is being recorded and as a way of paying homage to her memory we're presenting this episode this was a fun one um, my then girlfriend and now wife Amanda was our guest on the episode and it was a chance for us to just goof off talk about some movies that we didn't all agree on and to just have fun to have that captured on tape and I think that's been the real joy of doing the doing any podcast is to get these things recorded and captured because you don't know you don't know when you won't get the chance to have those conversations again I this is just something that was it was just a fun episode and it was fun to get this put together unlike the film room we actually recorded in the same room and uh Al and I actually record across state lines, um, and this is a special memory for me. I mean, we've done, I want to know, we've done memory casts for actors and all that before, and we did one for Roger Ebert. Those were people I didn't know. Lauren Dunn I knew incredibly well, and I'm going to miss her. Like, no, I, I can't even begin to describe how much I'm going to miss her. And I'm grateful for the fact that I have this, that I can share with you, this special memory that I have of a time that I have with my friend. This episode, we were always planning on having Lauren on the film room, and it didn't get to happen. So I, I, I share this not in an effort to feel sad, but to feel happy. To feel happy that I had this time with my dear friend. And I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. I'm Austin Shin. Thank you for listening. Get your motherfucking ass up when I'm talking. You will be going undercover as high school students. You are here simply because you look young. You some Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus looking motherfuckers. Didn't somebody tell you guys this was an undercover unit? I don't know. I actually didn't. I didn't get a letter or anything. Yeah, like start the dress time. code or anything yeah. like that. Teenage the fuck up.
Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry. One more I'm done, and I'm here with two awesome people that I love to cast with. And they are. Whoever wants Austin. to go And Amanda. And we are the brutal kind, and boy, this week is going to be one of the times that we're going to get a little bit brutal. This is. We're going to discuss uh, two movies, and then Lauren's going to talk about one. I'm going to begin with the disclaimer, which is. We were theoretically going to cast on Cabin in the Woods and Chronicle. Only Amanda and I have seen those two. So we're going to wait on those. We're going to hold off for ne- uh, the next podcast, which will... The movie I'm casting on this time is, like, comedy, and I don't think I'm going to ruin anything plot-wise. Like, I'm going to, you know... Chronicle and like Cabin in the Woods, though, pretty much, those are going to be the first cast that we're going to do really... You couldn't say anything probably without... No. Exactly. Spoiler alert. If we're going to talk about it, we're going to have to spoil them. I don't want to spoil them. Here's the key. Thank you. That's the key. These are movies that actually deserve to be seen. Amanda, would you agree with me on giving a blanket recommendation that you need to see both of them? Yes. Yeah. I mean... And what's nice is the next one, of course, the next... Our next is going to be sort of, we'll call it, what do you want to call it, like sort of a sci-fi cast? Yeah, because we're going to discuss... Sci-fi, like, I don't know. A little bit of horror-ish. Horror-ish sci-fi. Fantastical stuff, because we're going to do... Fantastical. Like and weirdly yeah. enough, it's going to be a Joss Whedon <laughs> themed cast. Like really bad, though. Really bad. I know, right? <laughs> we're we're gonna, it's going to be kind of a Joss Whedon themed cast because uh, we're going to discuss Cabin in the Woods, which he co-wrote, and uh, so hard for me not at to least, say Josh, even though I've known At least Josh. one of us is going to have the awesome experience of uh, discussing the Avengers because I'm going to see that on uh, May third. You know what, Amanda? We should go see it together, but I think we'd hurt off. The buzz. <laughs> why I'm going to see it at midnight. Uh, the buzz on that one right now, from what I'm hearing, is tremendous. And then, so. then if we all, I know Austin's going to see it at least one more time. Oh yeah. So we ought oh, to yeah. all go see it the second time together. Like, Please, it's a Marvel film. I, I owe, don't miss I owe it Amanda twice. a movie because because I didn't call her when I had to go see Hunger Games. I'm sorry, I never told you. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, I'm sorry on the interwebs, so everyone can know. I'm truly sorry. I, I just again, I'm just really stress. Cabin in the Woods is out. It performed below the Three Stooges, which isn't surprising because that's a big brand name. You guys, please go see Cabin in the Woods. Please, how do you, wait, okay, side note. How do we feel? What is a small amount of how you feel about remaking of Three Stooges? You know, my... Is it weird to say that I wish they, I hope they take seriously the remaking of the comedy? My understanding is that trio? they did. My understanding is that from those people that I've heard who are really strong Three Stooges fans, is that it's really phenomenal if you're a Stooges fan. Well, it has not the girl that plays Gloria from Modern Families in it. And I was uh, like, by the way, oh, I don't know, where are they taking it? She was not good on SNL at all, I gotta say. I only watched the very, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, I only watched the very beginning. I thought her opening was good. Yeah. And what? you always hope that the opening goes into the rest of the show being good. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's the guy's name that was on Will and Grace that played? Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. Yeah, I was surprised he, he was I there. saw him on Ellen talking about it, and apparently they had a really good time making it. That's what so. I get well, the impression. And the guy that was from, I, I wish I knew other, and the guy from Mad TV, Will, Will Sasso. Sasso. yes. Uh-huh. Every time Will Sasso, like he's played, excuse, I don't know how to say it, but like, Literally, like, retarded character. I'm not talking yeah. about someone who with a mental illness. Yeah. I'm talking about someone, like... Dumb. Dumb. And he's so good at playing dumb. He is hilarious. Yeah. And, like, stuff you think, like, I'm dumb for laughing at this. And then you start to get one because you're like, I want to be dumb. Well, something that you got <laughs> like, to consider about... I do it. something that you got to consider about Sean Hayes. You guys mind my feet? No, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Here's something you got to consider about Sean Hayes is he's now played two comedy legends because he did Larry Fine in Three Stooges and he did Jerry Lewis in a TV movie. 
Oh, I know. I didn't know. But, you know, he yeah. has that kind of like. Hayes is great. I don't know. I mean, I think his. Um, and he was just on Just Parsons. Jack. You know, like, Just Jack. How could you not expect him to be able to pull these other That's the thing, yeah, life. because I'm already. I love him so much, and he is so. He was great on Parks and Rec. He was great on Parks and Rec. Mm hmm. I mean, I just love him. I just, every time I think of him, I think, I love that you did the Just Jack because I think of the, his share impersonation that, oh, yes. hilarious, you know? Like, Will and Grace so was a great show. I haven't seen, yeah. I've not seen Three Stooges. I'm not really drawn to go see it. I, I know, I don't know how I feel about it. I but feel I don't like think the Stooges are that funny. I'd be like, yeah. Okay, yeah. I just don't feel like the Stooges are that funny, so I'm not gonna really. We used to watch the Black Group, like, with the Three Stooges, we would also watch like Mom Paul Kettle. Have you guys ever seen that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. like Our Gang, which is also known as Little, Little Rascals. Rascals, but it was originally called Our Gang. And um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else like old black and white. That's the kind of stuff we yeah, watch on our grandparents. Yeah, and like the best of Barney Five, which oh. is yeah. totally like me and my grandmother watched it. Adam and Costello, we used to watch it. Loves. I'm gonna give a shout out to a to a critic that I love. There was a critic on the internet, uh, Drew McWeeney, uh, who used to write for Anacom News, who his reviews of the Andy Griffith show really changed my opinion of it because he's this guy who's this California very sophisticated critic and wrote wonderful in depth pieces on the genius of the Andy Griffith show. And that really made like, you think about it. Doesn't that make you just love? Some people who are natural born writers, like you're and he's like, one of my favorite. You're like, did they did they work hard? Or is this just the opinion they already had, or they just know how to make a convincing argument for anything? Like, mm-hmm. or because I love Andy Griffith, but I loved um, uh, oh man, who played Opie? Ron Howard. I uh, I still to this day, even though he's Speaking. bald and he looks like a really like an ape got mixed with his own own young self. You just kind of look at his daughter and you're like, okay, the hair gives away that she's definitely... And she does look like him in a weird way. Like a, like an angel version, a female <laughs> yeah. angel version of Ron Howard. I mean, and he was always goofy looking anyways, but I just love yeah. the goofiness. I love big ears and like goofy teeth. Like, I don't know. Oh, I love Ron <laughs> Howard. I'm trying to make Amanda watch... I'm going to make Amanda watch Apollo 13 because I think she'll love it. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. I totally want to watch it. Director. And plus... I love Happy Days, too. I won't lie. Oh, I yeah, want to meet some Richie. Yeah. And American Graffiti. Hell mm-hmm. to the Which year. is a really great movie that's really held up. Yeah. It's one of the smarter films. The 70s of really worked out, like, remakes of, like, things from the 50s. But when you think about it, I mean, we make movies nowadays about, like, you know, the Reaction. 90s and yeah. beyond, like, before. So, it kind of makes sense. That at that time, it wasn't that, that no. long ago that the 50s happened. No, you, you saw the 80s the being riffed in uh, the uh, as early as 98, but uh, I think that's a wonderful segue to start off, and uh, Lauren, let's let you get that out of the way first. Talk about the 80s. 21 Jump Street. I have not okay. seen it yet. I'm, can I just jump in and say real quick? Yes. <laughs> Turn it over to her. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I should have started by saying I have not seen it yet, and that's really something I feel bad about, because I really do want to see it. We've talked about it many times. And that is, this is a literally one of the most rare occasions in the world that Austin Chen has mentioned a movie more than twice and has yet to see it. It is, <laughs> um, you time. guys are witnessing, this is, yeah, I mean, maybe it's a step ahead, although I really don't think, like, it's a bad thing to be addicted to film, you know? I think if you can have many addictions, that's why Austin Chen I mean, is an incredible I am movie. absolutely an addict. He's not, <laughs> he's addict. not succumbed. To uh, many of the other addiction problems that people our age have faced. 
Except for my Fabergé egg addiction. Oh man, I mean, God. <laughs> Those will get you. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has thousands upon thousands of dollars. He started injecting them straight into his vein recently. Yep. It's really weird. They have to make really, really <laughs> tiny ones for junkies. <laughs> okay. Just for a while, most of his Okay, we are like, going to talk about the movies. Yes. Yes, Lauren, go. 21 Jump Street. Okay, so first of all, I'm sure all of you, I'm saying all of you, there, we might be the only ones who listen to this. While we're no, I know right several friends. Tom, millions of fans. Hello, millions of fans. Or three. I don't care. You know, Conan O'Brien was one of my favorite shows. I love that he's always like, our two fans out there. And I'm like, I'm one of them, Conan. <laughs> look at me, look at me. I just love redheads. I have a weird fan with the redhead. You freak. My boyfriend's better. Actually, kind of. Anyways, okay, moving on. Uh, 21 Jump Street. On topic. So, <laughs> my dad was actually kind of disappointed to see the, the trailer because he said that, you know, he... But was he was a father uh, starting out in the eighties, the mid eighties. But he got married when he's twenty, and he started having kids when he was like twenty three. So he's still fairly young, and he said he really liked the show, but it was a serious show. He's kind of disappointed that they have to remake everything and make it into a comedy. And I saw the previews, and I thought the previews are really funny. The movie's not gonna be that funny. That's how it happens nowadays. Mm-hmm. They build you up in the previews, and unless you know the cast is really solid, although I won't lie, I love me some Jonah Hill. Skinny Jonah Hill, I'm getting into it. Still loving, I mean, I just watched Knocked Up again last night. I was like, that's kind of transition. That's the middle Jonah Hill. He's not as big as super bad Jonah Hill. But, you know, I think I think he's working it. I think he's working it out. You know, he's still got that kind of uh, weird, nervous kind of thing going on. Yeah. You know, I like it. Channing Tatum, you know, honestly, you have to look past his good looking in this. I mean, really, that's not how it's going to be. Like on SNL, I remember we saw his SNL. I still can't remember who he did. Oh, it was uh, Matthew McConaughey. He did a Matthew McConaughey. I know that's probably not really a hard character, you know, person to make fun of. It was amazing. After that, I was like, Ting Tatum, I'm going to give you your comedy, like, you know, he was gold good. star. He had a second chance. Yeah. And he in this movie, funny. and what's funny is they turn the tables. I don't think I'm spoiling too much, like, you know, 20 Jump Street is based on the show from the 80s. Johnny Depp, I can't remember the other guy's name. Richard Grieco. Yes. And actually, I won't say who, but there's some people from the original show that appear a little bit in there. They're, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, yeah, awesome. But anyway, so we go into the movie, and uh, Ice-T is in it also. Um, the guys yeah. start out there, you know, um, it kind of shows them in high school in the beginning of the movie. And then come to present day, and they're, you know, it's not a spoiler alert, they're cops. And they're cops who are pretty bored. They're bike cops, is what you find out. Maybe that is a spoiler alert. Well, it's in the trailers. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, you know, it shows them go through all the training and all this stuff, and how they become to where they end up working together, become sort of partners, if you can be partners when you're a bike cop. Then they get moved to the 21 Jump Street unit, which I'm assuming if any of you have seen or know anything about the 80s show, it's like... They go back to high school. They go undercover in high school, which I think is also shown in the trailer, so whatever. It was actually pretty awesome. I laughed my butt off the entire time. You know, it's exactly what you'd expect. Uh, it has one of the actor, actresses who's in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. I like her. And I've seen her in some other things that I can't remember right now that are kind of indie-ish, but I liked a lot. Uh, she's really getting around there in the acting world. I, I like yeah, her. She was good in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, she was great. And um, uh, it's got uh, man, I'm sorry, guys, James Franco, Dave Franco. Dave Franco. Yes. I like Dave Franco. I think he sort of can play the same kind of role. That's like if you guys get on the internet. By the way, side note, like a side note tonight. You should go to Funny or Die, and you should watch 
I guess it's like actor training or something with James Franco, and Dave Franco's in it a lot, and it is awesome. Anyways, so, um, and I like it because when the guys go back to high school, I mean, they're not that old. We'll say they're supposed to be about the ages they are, late 20s. So that's a, that's a good, if I went back to high school now, I'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> like things that were weird and that were yeah. alternative are now probably like dorky and not alternative enough. Nowadays, and that's kind of what they, you know, they have a lot of people going green and kids, like the popular kids are all about like running their cars like on corn ethanol ethanol or whatever and like riding their bikes all the time. And so, you know, Channing Tatum was probably pretty obvious he was popular back in the day when he went to high school he's and John Hill's character, guy. yeah, John Hill's character, maybe not so much. And then they move on and you kind of realize like the nerdy things back in the day are now cool. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I will say, I'm sorry, I have to spoil something. <laughs> like, when they first go to school, Chain Tatum's trying to school Joey Hill on what is cool. So he's like, one strap it, talking about the backpack. And they go to school, <laughs> and everybody's two strapping it. So that starts out, he's like, what? And he's like, the number one thing you want to do to be popular on the first day is, you know, make sure everybody knows you're not going to try. You're going to do their best to not try anything. And he's like, and somebody steps to you first day, punch him in the face. And Channing Tatum follows his own rules for cool, and he very quickly learns that those are not going to work out here in 2012. It's just not happening. So, it's kind of fun uh, how they switch roles, and I don't know, it was just a good time, and it it was a comedy that actually matched up to the previews and then some, and I think the people who did 21 Jump Street wouldn't be so upset that they made it into a comedy. It was fun. You know, fun thing. They took that general basic premise and made it kind of their own thing. And there's some about, like, you know, them talking about, um, oh, it has another guy that's from, uh, the guy who played Young Neil. And he's been in a lot of movies lately. The guy yeah. playing Young Neil and Scott Pilgrim, he's only there a short while and he's a kid who actually, um, ends up being part of why they, they go undercover is because they're investigating. He puts on a internet video up of him tripping out on this one drug in the school. And that's kind of, I'm probably ruining the whole plot. Well, whatever. It's comedy. It's fun. Go see it. And I give everybody, I think Channing Tatum and John Hill, who weren't expected to be awesome, they're a pretty awesome coupling. And I like seeing Channing Tatum having to live with, like, being the dork. But he's, he's still I like so that, fine. I like that reverse. And they, always, they make fun of him for looking like, they're like, you look like you're like 40, man, because he looks so old. <laughs> So, anyways, um, yeah, A plus plus for Warren on the comedy front. Well, it's it's been a nice, pleasant cast so far. It's time to turn this cast into Thunderdome because we're going to discuss a couple of movies that I know we don't all have the same opinions on, and this is going to be kind of fun. It's going to be a little bit different. We're going to mix things up. Definitely a bit. have to make our site where I don't know. I haven't looked at it enough because I don't have interwebs. Um, but I definitely want people the internet. I want people to be able to comment. Like yeah. I want I want us to have eventually. A site where you guys who are listening and hopefully you tell your friends and just get people involved for fun. And you tell us if you're like, okay, well, all three of you like this movie and you're all dumb and here's why. Yes. <laughs> you know, we will we can that. that. I think we need that. Yeah. Probably. We want to, we want to cut out the cursing because we might get our feelings hurt. Okay. We want you to talk to us like compadres that you totally disagree with. Okay. Anyway, so moving on, Thunderdome. Let's uh, let's begin, and I, I think the best way to begin this is with The Hunger Games. This was the one that we left off on last time, and would be the next one. I think that's the best way to start, because I know we don't all quite see things the same way on this film. 
So I think I'm going to go around the horn, starting with me, and give my thoughts on it. I'm a big fan of the book. I have yet to finish the book, but you do that. When I do, I will tell you all how much I like it. I really loved the book, and I really thought the movie was a pretty good interpretation. I thought the actors were superbly cast. I expected Jennifer Lawrence to make an amazing Katniss. Sure enough, she did. Uh, I thought Josh Hutcherson was really impressive as PETA. He was someone I could get behind. I loved him since he was a kid. He's, he, he was good. Um, I'm glad he still has a career. I loved, as always, I, lo- I always loved Stanley Tucci, Woody Harrelson, Elizabeth Banks. Those are three actors I always loved. They're great in this. My dad wants facial hair like the Tucci. Yeah, his, his, <laughs> the, West Bentley re no, West Bentley's that's probably West Bentley reemerges out of nowhere. It's like and tribal tattoos on her face hair. He's he's good at it. Uh, Bentley is really good. He he kind of runs the games. He's good. Uh, I was glad to see Donald Sutherland. Uh, what else has West Bentley been in? I'm sorry, not I keep interrupting much your... since Ghost Rider. But before that, American I've seen Beauty. It. Oh, that's yeah. where I remember. Which him from. I yeah. but other there other things. I hate American Beauty. Just saying it. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. I don't know why everybody shits themselves about that movie. It's like, because it's one of those movies that teaches the obvious message that America is so corrupt. And yeah, it's like if you took The Simpsons and made it serious. But I, I really enjoyed it. I do think the movie is a vast overabridgment of the book. I think there's a lot of stuff that really got left out, and that is a frustrating thing. To me, that's the thing that keeps it at three and a half or four. This is not a perfect adaptation of the book by a long shot. I also feel like probably a PG-13 was a mistake. This should have been an R. It's pretty brutal, as it is, and it toes the line. So you think the violence... Violence should have been... I was like, you know, they don't really have a lot of cursing or too much over But there needed to be more violence. There needed to be more violence. But, you know, overall, and I... You know, I loved that Lenny Kravitz... I was like, they didn't leave Lenny Kravitz out. Oh, my God. And I love that Kravitz... Kind of looked exactly the same he does in any other moment. And you know what's funny is, like, I always thought uh, the mother of their daughter, Zoe... Um, Lisa Bonet. Yeah, she's beautiful, but she you can tell she is getting... She's aging. He's Lady not. Kravitz, what Madonna needs to know his secret, okay? He's I'm stuck in time. He's beautiful. I had a huge... And he plays a gentle character, not like... Yeah. He's kind of a badass, but a quiet badass. Oh, yeah. You know, and... I like, always love that connection. It's that, like, all these steps, one after the other. And, you know, I like this little side. Another side note here, Jennifer Lawrence was in X-Men with his daughter, Zoe. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if they had She met. doesn't look much, here's the thing, she doesn't look much younger than he does. Who? Kravitz. His daughter? He looks about the same age as she does. It's kind of amazing. Idiot, she's looking older and he's not aging. No. So maybe Which is he's not to a say vampire. she looks old. He's a vampire! There we go. <sighs> new theory, new theory you throw out. Okay, sorry. But anyway, that's my okay. take on the movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I'd say I'm, I had a three and a half out of four. You know, calculate that how you will. Amanda, I want to hear your thoughts on it. I'm going to play devil's advocate because, I mean, first, like, I did like the movie. Have you I read the book? It. Yes. I knew you had. And yeah. I read the book a few days after I saw the movie. My roommate had read it, Austin had read it, and I've had lots of different people tell me to read it. I just got the chance to after the movie, but as being someone who hadn't read the book before I saw the movie, I was really mad because, you know, Austin mentioned that there was sort of a glazing over of things, but I just think that it was, it wasn't a little glazing over. It was Too glossy, it was, you mean? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Okay. Yeah, completely. That's what I was wondering. I mean, obviously, the idea of what the Hunger Games was 
was already established, you know, I mean, even if you hadn't read the books, like, you had a general concept of it, because it got really popular, you know, and then with the movie being released, there was a lot of hype about it, but I didn't know anything other than the very most general of concepts about it, you know, and I knew because everyone that was talking to me about it, I told them, you know, shut up, I don't want to know, I want to see it, I want to read it, don't tell me, you know, I hate having things spoiled for me. And seeing it just was so disappointing to me because I didn't know what was happening. You know, like, I didn't get as, you know, you don't understand even why the games exist, really. I think just from seeing the movie, you really know. I mean, that, I think that's the problem sometimes is that when there's a book, they still rely on people to go ahead and have some kind of knowledge. And you ought to have the movie stand on its own. Yes. Well, like the Potter series. Well, pottery you can only go so far because there is too much involved. You're not going to understand everything. But I still think, by and large, you can watch the Potter movies only yeah. and really understand the experience. Well, yeah. I just think in this particular case, I'm a big believer that, I mean, of course you're going to compare a book and a movie. You know, you're always going to compare them, but they're not the same thing. They will never be the same thing. It's more you of your imagination. You whereas they are giving you what you Yeah, you cannot expect that, you know, the people that made this movie, it, it's not fair for them to say, well, we'll just leave all this really important stuff out because we expect you to know that, you know? You no, can't do that. Fair. You can't do that in a movie. You can't do that in a book. You can't do that in any sort of show or story that you're presenting and expect people to understand it. That's not fair. Right. And that really angered me about the movie because I wanted to love it. I did have a good time watching it, but that made me really mad. I think also that while they struck gold on some of the casting. Jennifer Lawrence was great. You know, and I'm, I like, in fact, you know, I would say, actually, I will say the casting was good in that I did like all the actors, but I think that if they were trying to stay true to the book, they really miscast a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... Like, who would you list? Gail. Yeah. Horrible. I mean, I love, what's his name? Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, Liam Hemsworth. He's super, he's gorgeous. He's a good actor, you know, or, I mean, you know, he's he's decent. Yeah. I think he did a good job in the movie, but he's not at all what Gail is in the book. You know, he, he, in fact, he's the exact opposite. He's supposed to have dark hair and olive skin and be of a different build. You know, and you have this Adonis blonde. That's not Gail, you know? I mean, he, you've got someone whose brother could play the Norse god of thunder. Exactly, and I mean, I believe even there's a line in the book did. that he says... Did. I love Austin, and he did. And I mean, I guess, I guess I'm sort of going back on myself here, like saying that they that the two entities need to be separate, and then I'm going back but you need and comparing. To be but I mean, yeah, you're, you know, you need to respect in the, the in the book. I think there's even a thing where they said where uh, they they're comparing Gail and I can't even think of what what's her name. Uh, Katniss. Katniss. Almost like they took it off of just a script, and they you know, yeah, it says that they're supposed the you more. know that they that they were that they were so much in likeness that they could be brother and sister. Whereas Lawrence actually made an effort to go after booking like Katniss from the book. Yeah, and so I mean, I and thought that was really I really hated that. Um, and she's so beautiful with or without makeup. We know that from Warner's Bone. I mean, that was the point. You know, and that movie was made in the Ozarks, and it was. I want to say kind of an indie. It was. It was very you know, film. And so, no makeup. They didn't put on makeup to make her look dirty. I mean, she was just what yeah. she was. So, and she's naturally beautiful in this, too. But, anyways, continue a minute. Well, and then I don't think that, I really don't think that they gave 
credit to the character Peter the way that they ought to have. In the book, he's, in the movie, he's so weak and ineffectual, and he's the damsel in distress in that. And I mean, there, you know, in the book, there are places where he definitely, you can feel that, but. Like, you wouldn't think Katniss would really be that drawn in by him. See, that's funny, because I really came away from the movie. And I think this actually may be a mistake that they make, because in the book, of course, there's a strong ambiguity about their feelings for each other. Mm -hmm. But in the movie, I really came away from it feeling like there was something pretty genuine. Well, that's the thing. That reminds me of Potter, though. Like, they they moved up in the Potter movies. For the movie and for the movie audience, they brushed up and moved up, I think, the relationship um, between Hermione and Ron a little bit. They started it a little bit early, I think. Because because they knew that that's what was going to draw the audience in. Yeah. In all fairness, that was beautifully handled in the I, movie. I so. agree. I, well, I mean, I, I can, it. I just... Because yeah. they still had to maintain a friendship, but there was that tension, like, you always knew was there. It's like... Mm-hmm. Again, for my money, the Potter movies are the model that you go to when you want to get it right. And the fact right. they can keep the same people, that's what's going to drive me nuts. If they try to go into more hungry, I don't think with it being such a big project, they would. That they will have trouble with it. Well, they're already having to go to a new director at this point, so. Well, but Potter, hey, Potter went through, what, four or five directors? Yeah, but ultimately, I think the series really hit its mark when they went to David Yates and just stayed with David Yates. Yeah. I think he is the hero of the last four movies. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Amanda. Sorry, man. Okay. I've yeah. interrupted everyone. It's I'm really so glad you guys are here. Interrupting counts as new. But, yeah. so, I thought... I thought that Peter was not strong in the book the way that he was, you know. I think what you brought up, especially, like, Team Peter, Team Gale. You know, if I just read the book, I think I would have been Team Gale. If I... If I just saw the movie, it would have been Team Peter. You know, I would have wanted her to be with Peter. And you don't I really get all Gail. The books yet. You don't really know Gail. You, you don't really know Gail. And I mean, in the book, you don't know Gail that minutes. much either. The thing is, is that what makes it different is that you know Gail in the book through Katniss, and you and her hear the affection. things of her saying. You know what she thinks about Gail, and she's you know? not in the movie. That's the point. It's like she's supposed to. They really, they can't get inside her head that much. And that's what, that that, this is a huge, yeah. that's a huge, the you, biggest you think problem. they should have had some inner dialogue I think with her? I This needed narration. I don't understand why, especially be, since the book was a complete, it was a complete, straightforward, you first know, person. no frills, first person narration, and we didn't get that at all. And I don't think that would have been a hard thing to do. I this love needed narration. Your, because I really enjoy the movie, but I haven't read enough of the book. But I've read just enough to where I feel the same way. How would you know? Kenneth says or once well, like I'm not good with this or that. Well, that's you know, that's why I think like I think that it would have solved so many problems, like the problem of not knowing exactly what's going on. Like I, I have don't big, get enough back history. We don't under, because I don't understand the society that we're thrown into. The society right. which is the time obviously period. it's obviously uh i mean you know this isn't necessarily something that we have to get into but you know it's a it's, it seems very much to be a political statement right. of modern day yeah. you know north america but you know being thrown in that i don't know what the society is i don't know where it is and from the movie i don't know where it is what it is, when it is, how it works, and why it is the Which way is it is. Which is in the book. At and all. And it's like the teasers the whole And I time. think that if if we could have got first-person narration, that we can answer a lot of those questions easy. I, think it's I love you know? that you didn't want to cast not too, not too many, many minutes ago. 
I know, right? Now I'm having to interrupt you because I so agree with so I think much of what you're saying. I'm like, yeah. I have a lot to say about all of this. That's what's that's like, why I'm I was so tired. I want to be able to be like, yeah, that's why blah, we're blah, blah. <laughs> I have to interject inside. Then I think what I'm noticing is that the kind of the universal thing here seems to be that your opinion is linked to how much of the book you've read. That's probably not a good thing. Yeah. Well, and I mean that's... Because I've read all three, to be clear. Well, and that's, you know, and I've only read them. the first. I haven't read well, the other two. you still enjoy the, the other the two. Yeah. I enjoy it, and that's, I'm not, I, I don't want to say it sucked, because it didn't suck. I don't think that's what You know, I mean, it yeah. was, it was fun, it was exciting, it, you know, the concept in general is awesome, you know, I think that you can screw a lot of things up and still have something that's watchable or readable, because you the concept is so You want to stay up so all cool. night and read the book now. This book Please do. You should. Yeah. Just finish it tonight, because it's not a hard read. Yeah. Now, see, I had, I had criticisms of the book also, and I think maybe... Part of it is that I had it so built up from everyone because I had no. Nick and Austin who are, you know, my boyfriend Which is and my our best friend, you know, who I trust so much when it comes to movies and, and literature because they're both so smart and so well-read and, you know, just telling me, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. It's the best thing I've read since Harry Potter. You know, it's the best, it's the best, it's the best, best, best. And I was like, all right, this is going to be amazing. And then I read it and I was like, I like this. You know, it's I think- It's a concept I think, that's been around, and I, but I like reworking that. I mean- you can't get away from those archetypes. You can't get away from that idea of what the future might be. You know, and people are going to kind of relate on that. And it's mm-hmm. fun to see the progression, you know, now that we are in this future where we're supposed to have flying cars and all kinds of things. And I'm like, I don't even think I've seen a hovercraft <laughs> yeah, like, in right. person. I've, like, seen a jetpack on a video, and the jetpack, people stay up for, like, a minute, and it's supposed to be a huge deal. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just, we're not, like... We're not quite to the future that we hope to be, so it's okay yeah. to still dream about that. But I think the books, too, I remember hearing the author say, just, I heard a small interview with her saying that um, she got the idea one night when she was watching um, a reality TV show about competing, I think, for money or something, and then, see, and then like, going back and forth between that and the scenes from the war. And yeah. I thought that made, but, I mean, this is not the first time. That someone's written something about people having to oh, no, I mean, this is lives and sacrifices. And actually, Gladiator. it's reminding me of something we're going to discuss next week. Because I know the plot of one movie that I shouldn't know that I'm going to have to see. Anyways, no more spoilers. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we'll be discussing that when we turn off the cast. I think yes. it's... I mean, this... I cannot stop myself from thinking of that short story, The Most Dangerous Game. Oh, absolutely. Well, one of my favorites. That is, I mean, and that's what, I mean, and it isn't the exact same concept, but that is what this makes me think of, you know? Well, yeah. I don't know that it's not all that different, though. I mean, yeah, and I, I know I've said all these bad things about it, but, like, I do want to stress that I really did enjoy it, and I really am. I would say it's constructive criticism. Yeah, I, will, I, will, I would watch the movie again, and I will watch the rest of them, and I will read the rest of the books. And I will, I need, I need. It's a fun ride. I need. I feel like I need to say a few good things. I will say, too, I watched it in theaters, and like an idiot, me and my friends, I was like, let's go get our tickets early. Let's go get our tickets early. We screwed around, got our tickets late, got to the theater late, had to sit in the very front row on the end in a big, huge screen, and I think that made a big deal because it was it's hard to watch a movie in that circumstance, you know? the next movie we're going to discuss, we had perfect... I mean, I can st- I still enjoyed it and everything, but uh, I think a lot of the uh, the fast camera pans 
Which it's I definitely love. a movie I would sit middle to back. That's the thing, yeah. Like, because we said about midway. Sitting up front made that really and hard. New theaters, nice new theaters, especially love like in Conway or the XD. The, the seats are comfortable, and you they're raised to where unless you have a dude that's like eight feet tall, which hopefully those aren't just hanging around. Then anywhere, you're not. You're going to be able to good. say yeah. Well, that's. I mean, it was my. It was our own fault for getting to the theater so late that we couldn't get a good seat because literally the theater was packed. But. That's why I'm not going to gripe about that because I don't know well enough to know if it was just where I was sitting and everything. I had good seats. I will say, I'm going to say good, a few good things about about it. Um, Woody Harrelson rocked. He was awesome. He was yes, amazing. he did. His character in the book was great. I think the casting on that was He nails the Haymitch from the book. If they had gotten anybody else to play Haymitch, it just wouldn't have been right. Especially after seeing Harrelson. Yeah. He, I love Woody Harrelson. Oh, I, mean, I do too. I love him. He's actually a pretty happy guy. I think, though, he just does so well at that. Like, there's one movie I saw him in um, with F. <laughs> um, anyways, there, a movie where he's uh, in the, uh, he's one of the guys that, that goes around and tells you. Who, thank you. God. Yes. I'm so glad Austin is here. I love that I don't all you need to say is the. Me- I, I, I love that all you need to say is one of those guys who goes around. And then you're and like, then, oh, <laughs> he goes around and tells who you know talks to the families about uh, soldiers who have died, gives some of that messages. But I'll finish that off because the messenger loved it. Loved brilliant. it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, and who? Uh, who's the other actor that's in that? Uh, ben Foster, I think. Love Ben Foster. Like, and I love to go in this little Kevin Bacon. Whatever, uh-huh. because Ben Foster was in one of the X Men, um, and he dated Zoe Kravitz forever, who is obviously Lenny Kravitz's daughter, who Lenny Kravitz is in her hand. And of course, anyway. and of course, uh, she was in one of the X Men movies with Jennifer right. Lawrence. Yeah. There you go. So it's crazy. It's it's like Conway in movies, like a big small town. Yeah, you know that's what I like. I kind of want to be a part of Hollywood in that way. I don't want to be like. If I ever could be a part of it anyway, I want it to be in the way of, like, it feels like a family, unless, like, a, like, a who's who, like, a Angelina uh-huh. Jolie. Like, Angelina Jolie, I could give the a shit. The newly engaged. Could Angelina give a Jolie, shit. Though. Could give a shit. Hater. Sorry, I'm glad you Sorry. said that, just so I could say. Hater. Yeah, I hater. just don't, I just don't care. You know? I just hate her. I'm sorry. I just hate her guts. We just had some dude randomly walk into my house. Right. He's very, he's very, <laughs> he's very cute, and he has drumsticks. Yeah, he has drumsticks. We, uh, that makes we are, so cute. yeah. Well, um, and a beer. Amanda, that's uh, I'm sorry. sorry. Let you finish. <laughs> Would you like to finish? The la- just, just the good things because it's not fair to say so many mean things and not say anything good. Um, I remember that for next. Woody Harrelson was awesome. Effie Trinket was awesome. I love the makeup and the hair. Oh, which was awesome. I have to say, though. I've seen how close she has, like, butterflies in her eyelashes. That was one of the things that sucked so much because if you just see the movie, you're like, why is she dressed like that? You know? Like, you don't get the the high the high society of the Capitol. Like, that. that's how over the top they are. But so, I love the hair and makeup that, that she had. Um, Jennifer Lawrence was beautiful. Uh, you know, she's a great actress. I think she did well. Um... I liked uh, all of the 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 small casting, the, the, tributes. the, the tributes. Those were great. Nobody was miscast as a tribute in that movie. Uh, Rue was Rue. amazing. Perfect. Rue was amazing. She was perfect. She was just perfect. She reminds me of Fresh. A she was great. Kato, Foxface, everybody, awesome. I gotta say, uh, yeah, it's just it was really amazing casting down the line. Uh, 
This is one of the best cast movies I've seen in some time. But so, I mean, I can say all those things. But so oh. what I mean, it says they could have made a little bit more of the ca- wonderful casting. Yeah. They could have taken yeah. it to the next level. And then the one last thing that I'm, I'm saying, speaking for her, she can speak for herself. I think it's, I think it's really important to point out, and I will say this, and that it happens in the book, and, it, and they do a good job of having it in the movie. Um, I mean, it's called The Hunger Games, and there's so much focus on the tiniest food, you know, on food, even the tiniest thing. Mm-hmm. A crumb on the table is important, and it's because it is important. Because you have that dichotomy between these people in District 12 who are starving, and these people in the capital who are eating, you know, who are throwing Literally away jelly rich. donuts, you know, gourmet jelly donuts. Like, that's, I mean, not that that's like a specific thing that happens, but just as you know, an example. And that's so important. In the book, you know, every like time they... Like, that's not essential to survive, and they're tossing it aside. They're, yeah. They're and that's, dessert. They're, they're extras. Yeah. In the book, there is... Every time they eat, they describe it. They say what they eat, when they eat, how they eat, what it looks like, it's how it tastes. And I'm down with that. I'm very in, much a foodie. And I mean, I know uh-huh. that, you know, in the movie, you can't exactly transcribe that perfectly, obviously. But in the movie, they do have... They have, you know, they show them eating constantly, they have all those things when they come to the capital of those. Like, I'm, at one point, they had, like, a little carousel thing with, like, a hundred little pastries on it that were just, you know, perfect and beautiful and looked fresh baked and gourmet. It gave me, like, a hook and Marie Antoinette vibe. Like, yes. that, that uh-huh. just, yeah. taking that color and the food and, like, you know, well, the next I, I saw, fake, I saw you know? something. Uh, we were looking at one of those, that book, yeah. that, that guide to the movie or whatever they had. And uh, I read a little snippet about, about they were really, you know, specific and they had, you know, cooks to cook the food just to look at it for the movie. And I think that was important. And I'm good and with that part. They did that well. That was important. And, so, and I will shut up about it. I think we were, I so many <laughs> times I, I think we were all pretty much, it's interesting because I said this was going to be a disagreement, but I really think we're all coming at it from more or less the same mm-hmm. point. It's just that we all have. It's just that our opinions do seem to be linked to how much you've read of the book. Well, and I think, I just think that... I've read the least of all three of us, so it's going to be interesting. Mine's a mix of both. Yeah. Because I see both sides of it, and, you know, I think I think Amanda makes some really good points. Yeah, you really did. That's my favorite Sorry for those who are looking for entertainment in this section. Just wait. It's about to get good. Well, Austin was just talking about, you were talking about that writer that made you see um, the Andy Griffith show in a different light. And that's what I like is Amanda, that's my favorite thing is you're someone who is um, very eloquent and who's obviously a writer. I mean, you're both writers. And, and you know, you both write different things. We're both writers. Oh, wait, and I got to pause and say real quick. What was this one getting published? Oh, yeah. Yeah. published my first publication. What is it? What is it? So proud of her. It's a short story in a little independent journal uh, for magic realism called Acapella Zoo. It's really cool. Not magic just, realism, is that the name of the journal? No, it's the is type, the it's the genre that they, oh. that they publish. I'm goofy. But the name of the publication is Acapella Zoo. Uh, they publish twice a year. It's like four bucks What's a journal. Called? It's called Ghost Baby. If uh, if you want to read the journal, if you like magic realism, totally do it. It's like four bucks to order a copy of the journal. You can I think you can read old journals on their site, and it's really cool stuff. So so look at Alcatel Zoo. So proud of her. Yes, Thank you. I'm very excited. I had to plug. I had to plug. Thank you. We still so need much. to have writer <laughs> nights. Like we need to have some nights where we hang out, maybe get a little tipsy, and that that way I feel less nervous about my writing. I like that. Well, Amanda, I got to see Amanda do a, what was it called, a word garden or, mm-hmm. yes. yeah, yeah, at Hendrix is where she graduated from, 
And it was really great because she was a celebrated writing student there. And she's good. And she she's is very good. good. And you have that, that tinge of the South that I love. Like, it's not overdone. It's not like somebody in a, in a movie who's from the North and like, how like this? And you're like, what the hell? There are people that totally got from Arkansas. But like, you know, my aunts and uncles, I mean, we say yonder, but it's like not, not that crazy. <laughs> like, you know when somebody's really from the South and when somebody's like laying it on. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. shuck them up. <laughs> That's what we're due to talk about another movie, uh, Titanic. You weren't going to let Lauren talk about Hunger Games? Oh, I'm sorry, Lauren. I, guess I talked a lot about it. <laughs> it was like, I thought, I thought you already you said all you wanted to say. Okay, no. I'll just <laughs> really quickly, I sorry. agree with both sides, and I, but let me just say, I was a little bothered by the fact that it's called The Hunger Games, and that the people from District 12... Looks like they'd had plenty to eat, and like look like they'd had their hair done. You're right about now, that. I will say Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. I'm sorry, even if you make that girl rough, she's I mean, amazing she's gonna looking. Be hot. She's pretty, she's you know? and if you think about it, a woman nowadays, what people want is is someone who would be like that, someone who's yeah. but star, you know, I can believe. Who's been I out. can believe at least that Katniss has meat on her bones because she's a hunter. Yeah, she but, but, she's but everybody cool. else. That's fatty. Let me just say, if you guys seen the preview, it's uh, it's. Um, Jason Siegel and what's her name? Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. And it's a movie about five-year engagement. Uh-huh. And I love it. There's this little snippet in the preview about the little girl. She's like, I'm Katniss. And she has a crossbow. I don't know how <laughs> it happens. And she shoots Emily Blunt in the leg or the arm or something. In the leg, and I'm yeah. just like, I wonder how many copycats. There are, how many little girls are like, what I want in a daughter. And by the way, so I know I'll probably have the prettiest daughter ever. But I keep saying to everyone, I want a like, a tutu wearing combat boot little girl. Like I want that mixture. That's the kind of kid that I was, you know. And I I really like that. I love girly things, but I like to like hang, like to challenge the boys on things, you know. And that's like, I I just wonder how many little girls are out there. Like I'm Katniss, you know. I love that. And like, I'll shoot a rabbit in the eye. Like, but you know, I will say really quickly. I agree with the the it being too glossed over. Only because all the people that... I know they didn't want to look probably too fake by really trying to rough them up, but it's like, it's kind of a... Some scenes remind me of, like, Wizard of Oz, you know, where they go and they're going to the Emerald City, and so they all get kind of, I would say, makeovers. You know, the lion, the curl his mane, and put a bow in his hair, and what can you even do to Dorothy make her look better? Somehow they do something. The shiner, the shiner already shiny shoes. I don't know. You know, I mean, and that's kind of what it is, is they have a point where... I, you know, they take them from, like, District 12, which is obviously one of the poor, like, on the edges of, of everything, what you consider the backwoods mm-hmm. of the entire country, um, you know, and, and and I like it, like, Katniss's mom and sister look, like, pale and, like, they have not eaten in a long time. Katniss, it would make sense. She goes out in the woods. She's out in the sun, probably. She's a hunter. Gail, same thing. Uh-huh. Even Peta, though, like. His hair, like, what is that? I know they're both saying Yeah, jailed and Wouldn't you know. like to have seen when they had their makeovers? Because they have such, a, you know, it's a huge deal, their makeover. And then you're like, oh, they're wearing different be, clothes. Yeah, to have actually seen a transformation. Yeah, yeah it like, wasn't you know? much. I didn't no. even think that Lawrence looked uh, as uh, noticeable there as she did at the Oscars uh, when she was uh, up for uh, Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone, yeah. I thought she looked more startling there. Lawrence. She's that kind of woman... That I think, like, I've just been hearing a lot about her lately, so it's funny for me to bring this up. But Alicia Silverstone was that kind of woman that you, like, don't love to hate, like, you can relate to. Even in Clueless. I love that movie. I do, too. Yeah. 
such a great like uh, version of Emma, right? You know, yes, very and, faithful. To Emma yes, too. it was wonderful. And she, even though I haven't heard much about Alicia Silverstone in a long while, she's the kind of female that other females like you would think you want to hate, but you love her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing, you know, with Jennifer Lawrence and any character that she's been. Although she's not, she's not always been. You know, princess kind of characters. I mean, really, she hasn't been at all. Yeah. Um, but she's that kind of woman that you can like get behind as a woman. You're she's like, really she's gorgeous, but you're not jealous of her. You like yeah. are behind her, and I. That's well, why I think she's is, already she, Katniss before she, she doesn't. Was she doesn't look like Miss America. She looks like that really beautiful girl that you graduated high school with, and yeah, that one know? that doesn't even know how beautiful she is. Yeah. Like she can work it, but like she doesn't. Even when I see her out, I, I hate seeing some women who are already pretty, anyways. For, you know, pretty natural, like. I can't remember her name. The girl that's in the Rum Diary. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. I like Amber Heard. When I see her out on the red carpet, she's wearing stuff that is like right at vagina crack and butt crack. Sorry. She doesn't look very and comfortable. No, and she's wearing too much makeup. And I, but I think she. I think like, it's her style. Wipe all that crap like, off. Put you're on so a dress, gorgeous. A Especially because I've read interviews with her, and she's really a kind of wonderfully insane in the best way. Well, and see, that's nice, and she does. She is beautiful, and they can make. Her, but it's like kind of like I feel like when I'm talking to her Jamaica, I'm like. People are like, you look pretty. I'm like, I look like a scary I look doll. pretty Juno Porter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry, that's my turn. That's no. my turn. When, wow. when I get a little too... Not all of the opinions mirror. reflect the uh, opinions of everybody who's speaking. Yes. Yeah, so, anyways. That is my turn that I use. I, I'm kind of in the middle between the both of them. And it's probably because I've read the least of the book. And I think I am going to stay up tonight and read it. Um, you should, really. Because, you know, you know it's not, it is a good it book. Is, for anyone who hasn't read the book and who's thinking of reading it, A Joyful read it. Escape. It's, uh, it's written at the writing level for young adults, so it's not a difficult read, you know. It's not the Inferno. But some of the best books, Robert Cormier wrote some books that I thought were a little racy for young adult books. Um, like The Chocolate War, um, and uh, something like, it's called like something We All Fall Down. And some other, uh-huh. other, and the bumblebee flies anyway. One of my favorite books turned into a movie that nobody, nobody knows about. Elijah uh-huh. Woods in it. I love it. Anyways, it's just, it wasn't bad. I liked Lenny Kravitz edition. Donald Sutherland as like the cold, hard leader. Like there's one line where he's talking to Wes Bentley's character and, and Wes Bentley's like, everybody loves an underdog. And Donald Sutherland is the president. It's like, I don't. And you're like, oh shit! He and doesn't now, believe you. Know, now I know why his son was always talking about him being a hard bastard. He was never around. You know, I'm not saying Donald Sutherland's like a terrible person. This is the man who I just think he's kind of a father. Yeah, I don't think I love he's not a bad person. Just a shitty dad. Just, just a really shitty dad. <laughs> I mean, I've just heard his son say some things in interviews. I feel like he was just trying to be honest that his dad wasn't there for him all the time. And I think that plays well on the long characters he plays, you know? Uh-huh. Um, it was really fun. Stanley Tucci, I love him. He was wonderful. Blue hair. Yes, and my dad and me always talk about like how, well, actually, I was there. My friend Carly came in from California and we went to go see that. She was really glad that was a movie she went to go see while she was in Arkansas with a friend she hadn't seen in a long time. I love, you know, that's the one thing we couldn't stop laughing at Stanley Tucci as the over the top host of this. I mean, it's like a glossed over death race. Not new death race. I'm talking about death race. Good one. I'm talking about the good one. Yes. The, the Sylvester Stallone. David Carradine. Uh, yes. I read yes. a, I read a, so awesome. I read a little, I think it may have been in that book as well that we were, there's like, there's a movie guide to the Hunger Games that, that's like, you know, wherever, bookstores, Walmart, wherever, you know. Where we, my we, milk? We flipped through it and read a few things. And I think another one, they said that he, that when he came on set, he had this like, 
he had just gotten off vacation. He had this like wicked like sunburned tan that looked just like gnarly, and they were like, "Yes, yeah. go with that, perfect, go yeah. with it." And it's funny to you compare know? his work in that to the last thing I saw him in, which was Captain America, where he played a very tired, very worn out old scientist. He's a really good actor. He's you a know? very like, versatile actor. He gets actor. a lot of those like smaller bit parts. But he's really good. He's just, I would awesome. like to say, we were joking about the Zoe Deschanel, like, uh-huh. making fun of her on SNL, but being quirky with Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> okay, I love it, but I will say, Stanley Tucci does quirky a big favor. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And actually, my favorite role of his was in Julie, uh, Julia, and, uh, what is it, Julia and Julia? Yeah. And he was great, Julia Child's husband. Probably my favorite role of his of all time. Wasn't he in, um... The uh, worst Prada... Uh, no, 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 but the, the one about Scarlet A, Scarlet, uh, shit. Uh, Easy A? Easy yes, A. Was he, he was in Stone's father. Uh-huh. Yeah. Loved it. He was oh, great yeah. in that, yeah. too. Yeah. I want, I want to be that kind of parent. Like, uh-huh. he walks around with his kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he says jokes, you're like, are you allowed to say them in front of kids? But it seems okay. I don't know. Easy A, another one that's a fun comedy. That's one we can all three, I think it sounds like, recommend. Yeah. I right. sure can. So in Hunger Games, last point, I love the capital, the over-the-top. Like I said, it love feels this. like if you took all the food from Hook and um, all the over-the-top makeup and like the touch from Sofia Coppola that she put on the Marie Antoinette movie, uh-huh. a lot of people didn't like, but I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. There's a lot of silence. She really speaks with her colors, just like in uh, Lost in Translation. She speaks like uh, without the actors actually having much dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, it's just more about their emotions and small looks. One of my and, favorite movies. Yeah, and, and changes of color and and things that are kind of like yell at you from the screen that the scene does without there actually being a lot of dialogue and mm-hmm. people being too verbose. And um, I don't know, you know, the capital was that that thing. The capital was like, and I like that. I like that extreme, you know. And that reminds me. Well, it's not exactly the same, but um, Harrison Bergeron, if you guys have ever read that short story. Yes, Kurt Vonnegut. One of my favorite short stories of all time. And I like that because I feel like it's like, like in District 12, and you know, they're they're trying to, they don't really care about the people. They want people to all be the same. They talk about how there's always this march to the mind, except for on the day when the games or games start. That way, everybody's allowed to sleep in and uh-huh. stay in. The rest of the time, they want everyone to be the same. I mean... If you read the books, I'm not spoiling it for you. Katniss's father is not around because of having to go down in the mines, you know. And uh, that's a scary, dangerous job, whether it's now, in the past, or apparently in their minds in the future. Which know? is even, in, in the book, they mention that it's even more dangerous because it's the same Pennsylvania coal mines. But, but at this point, they're, you know, think about the cavens that we have now and the deep mines that they have. And these di- mines are apparently, you know, two, three, four times as deep because they've had to go lower. Like, that just, I mean, they're living hard, dangerous lives. And I think that's the problem, though. The main characters, no matter how they scruff them up, Jennifer Lawrence is one of those women that you could put her, I hate to say this, but, like, you put her in a concentration camp, she's going to be beautiful. Sorry. She's always going to be beautiful. Well, you put her in the meth belt in Winter's Bones. Gosh. Which is about as bad as you can get. Yeah. Well, that's like, is this the kind of movie that could have been, that could have benefited from being made, you know, like, Outside of the United States, I think, and I don't know because I think outside of 
Hollywood at least. Exactly, just because I feel they like tried, I don't know. There's too too much camp, like too many magazines where it's like Katniss in the woods, but it's lit well and she looks too tan and it's just and her lip gloss is perfectly fine. But what is Jennifer Lawrence supposed to do? I mean, that's you know when you sign on for a big movie like this, there's gonna be some things where it can't be true to the character. I'm sorry, it just can't be well, true yeah. to a character who lives in a society where that's her, her and Peta meet. It, you know, pretty much right, or that's how her and Peta like. At least from the movie, because I haven't read as much of the book as they have. It's pretty you know, true. Yeah, I mean, uh, Peta has something that sh- she needs, which is sustenance, and she's desperate for it at one point. And it just, that's probably the better scene, even though she looks amazing. <laughs> you know, she's out in the rain in the mud, and, and he tosses bright to her around the mud, and you're just like, God, why are you so gorgeous? So. Well, heck, they could cover Lawrence in blue paint and scales, and she still looked great. Gosh, she Going back better. to our first cast. She kind of killed Rebecca <laughs> Romaine, I think. Like, oh, I think Rebecca Romaine did. had to be like, little bitch. That's my um, Shit. I bet she's going to wear John Stamos soon. Just kidding. Just kidding. My I love understanding you, is she's still with uh, Nicholas Holt. What? Yes. Damn, I love Nicholas Holt. About a boy. That was my shit. Yes. And I kind of knew, and then I watched Skins. People can make fun of me all day long. You can kiss my grits. I love the British Skins. It's awesome and weird and like a trip, literally like, and they're all on drugs half the time anyways, but it's kind of like a no-holds-barred show of what, an exaggerated show of like what kids are like nowadays. Not just in Britain, I'm talking about in America, I'm talking about in Conway, Arkansas, high school. On the weekends, let's just be honest, I'm not saying I advocate everything or that I'm also not saying I'm an angel, but I mean, kids are tripping, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and this, having sex. Outside of wedlock, it happens. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we can fix this off. We just get a married in high school, right? Yeah, let's just, <laughs> let's have a marriage, marriage to first time sex program in like ninth grade. <laughs> You're still gonna miss a butt ton of kids from middle school. I oh, definitely, yeah. I definitely wasn't a sex in it in middle school or high school kind of person. I was actually kind of goody goody. I'm just gonna say this right now, so anyone that doesn't think I'm a goody goody will know that it used to it used to be true long ago. Anyway, so we'll say mixed reviews on Hunger Games overall, possibly about six thumbs up, five and a half. Would you give it one thumb, Amanda, and then a half thumb, maybe a down and an up? Like a, I don't know. I don't know. I, I will, so, I will from, give it. I will give. I'll go ahead and give it a thumbs up. With. We need to come up with our own thing. Did we talk about this before? We did too. Like a, whether or not it's brutal or kind. Yeah. Or yeah. Or something we'll be, like that. Maybe, or maybe we should all have our own, like, yeah. some of your favorite things, and you have two of them, and you choose whether they go up or down. I, don't yeah. know. I give two of three beards yeah. for this movie. Yes. yes. I love it. Austin, <laughs> what would yours be? Never, you think? Uh, I don't know. Yorkies. Yes. I know. I was going to be like, I'll give, I'll give two Georges up. I give two Georgias sleeping, which is like the sweetest Georgias. <laughs> if you get Georgias biting, that's like, I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about that. And right now, Georgia's sleeping her butt off. Her butt is literally off right now. She's adorable. So hard. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Um, well, how, so See, we were talking we about having, we were talking about having a three minute out. cast and we're almost we to would. an hour. So, we still have another movie to discuss. So let's get on Titanic, uh, which is, I'm gonna let you two go first, and then I'm gonna go with my. I'm gonna try to cut it short. You wanna go? Here's the thing: we've all seen Titanic. Amanda, you can go first if you let me. If if you let me first, go. Oh my God, Titanic! Okay. 
Let's all three do it. Ready? One, two, three. Woo! Austin was doing it silently. I wasn't doing it silently. <laughs> okay. I will say, honestly, this whole, I don't know. I mean, it was in 3D. I guess it was like more like real D again to me. You know, I don't think it, inc- it captured me, like put me in the movie any more than just saying it on the big screen again. What happened? I loved it. I definitely didn't pay to see it 13 times. Leslie Benefield, just going to call you out on that one. Um, and every other, like, girl that was, I don't know how old I was when it came out. What, was that 20 years ago? 15. No. <laughs> I was like, I don't think it was I was about six. 14. I was right. in third grade. I was 13. So, yeah, I just remember my friend Leslie and many girls. Other girls going more than her. Which, side note, how do you get that much money when you don't have a job? Just wondering. Parents. Just wondering whose parents are like, Yes, please save up to see the same movie over ten times in the theater. I remember when I saw it originally in the theater, and, like, there's a point. I'm sorry. I'm not spoiling anything. You know, Propeller Guy. There's nothing to spoil. We joke about Propeller Guy. Close to the end, and he falls down, and you see him hit it, and his whole body, like, spins. And I remember this older woman. I was like, was she on Titanic? She was like, But God. But yeah, overall, like honestly, I, I was kind of afraid to see it again on big screen now that I'm older and think, oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't even have this movie on DVD. I still have the double tape, the two VHS. Me too, girl. I got the yes. double tape that I got for Christmas. Give me a high five out. in here. Oh, right there. Yes. <laughs> but I will say, overall, enjoyed it again. No, I mean on DVD. Being older, I kind of even enjoyed even more the side story of the the older woman, you know, the older Rose coming back. I agree very much with that. That was a comedic relief. Because you know what? I mean, I will say as a younger person, I want to know what happened to that woman more than any other actor. I didn't care about the old lady so much. Like, it was just the part of the movie that was like boring that I got to the back. That's the part now that made me cry. The part that made me. Like, I love it when they do the drawing, and then she's like, and that was the most erotic experience I'd have up until that time. And everybody, like, they, they you kind of see everybody almost in, like, um, what, I can't remember what that kind of lens is. Like, everybody's just staring at Why her, like, zooming in on her. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just awesome. Oh, guy, the guy in it that is the one that's diving. Not diving, but feel, and I, and I laugh because my dad and everyone else I know is, like, Kind of how terrible an actor he is all the time. Yeah, quite good. Yeah, but I enjoyed him. A you know what? Plan. I think I enjoyed the extra. The, my favorite character now is the guy that's under Bill Paxton. That's like, hey, boss. The beardy oh, guy. Oh yeah, I love the guy that cuts. He's like, and then that the ship. He's talking to all that. He's like, the ship. You know, goes whoop. Her old ass is sticking up in the air. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, which is hilarious. You know, what is the best she was, part? What is? I mean, you know, I'm gonna say this word, but he says it. She's, what did she say? She's a goddamn liar. There's a hundred and one years old. Okay, she's a very old goddamn liar. <laughs> you know, no, yeah, he, and he, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I remember watching it with my parents for the first time and them loving that character and loving his, he has a shirt on. It's a smiley face shirt that's been shot in between the yes. eyes and there's like the blood everywhere and like, that dude rocks. Like, yeah. great job on him. He's so, he's a small character, but like, good job on him, you know? Of course, I gotta so point out what that's a reference to. Smiley face blood on it. That's what. That's a Watchmen reference. Mm-hmm. So he was Watchmen. like the awesome nerd. Because that's why I'm like, what part does he have in this? What is what is his job exactly? And then what is he on this ship? Because everybody else, like Bill Paxton's character, is like at one point having his own camera and narrating. Obviously, for something that's supposed to be a very serious and like almost like douchebaggy like commentary. Yeah. On, what was it? Her douchebag is a word, by the way. It's in my dictionary. Lauren does dictionary. Look it up. It's not real yet, but we'll make it. 
Anyway, so yeah. But he, but you know, at the same time, he realizes his own, like, how hilarious it is. And then this old woman comes on that they don't even know, you know, if she's full of crap or not. And she ends up making them all be even more involved in the story of Titanic. And actually, I've seen some news reports and stuff on the local news since I was younger. I don't remember the older news, to be quite honest. Um, talking about how they had some real-life stories that were similar-ish, uh-huh. yeah. you know, to the Jack and Rose. I love to see the younger versions of all, all the characters, yeah. really, again. Okay. I will just say, I just remember enjoying revisiting it with my friends now that I'm of age to understand some of the more adult points of the film. And I actually think I appreciate it a little more. And I didn't watch it and think, like, oh, God, this is way disappointing. I just had a generally like a good experience. I was mm-hmm. glad to see it. I'm not sure. I thought it was worth paying 13, 14 bucks. I would have rather have just seen it. I didn't need to see it 3D. I didn't care. Yeah. So, anyways, Amanda. Um, I'm, I'm going to say oh, already. Leo DiCaprio. Sorry. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, my God. Young Leo. Now, he still looks good. And I love some Inception Leo. But, like, young baby he's no, face. He's no Jack Dawson. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I'm, yeah. s- I'm just going to start <laughs> off by saying that I'm just so, just so biased because I, this is like my you favorite movie ever. You were with the movie. You know, Austin, everyone knows Austin. Everyone who knows Austin knows Austin is this, you know, he is the film geek, you know, he knows everything, you know, and, and I think I tried to tell Austin how much I love this movie. Didn't realize until I saw really it. And really didn't get it. Until we were sitting in a movie beside <laughs> I was several seats down for you guys. So. And I was literally, you know, every everything. It doesn't look any bigger than the Mortania, you know? And I it's, knew every word, copy. and Austin was every just like... Every beat of it. And it's not even that I know the whole script. It's that I know the inflection of the word yes. of the script. Because and I've Austin seen knows it. how much I talk. And we've been some movies where he was like, I know. Mm. Inside, he was like, can you seriously stop talking to me? And we love to talk about him. <laughs> but in the movie, he's like... And my, Matt's here, and Matt will attest to that, that... Sometimes I don't even know. I don't even know that I'm talking. Like, I can pay attention. <laughs> that is ADHD in full effect. I can pay attention while I'm hyperactively. I want to pretend quietly, telling the person next to me it's, everything I think about every other thing. It's like that line in Family Guy uh, when uh, Brian asks Peter if he uh, even listens to himself talking. Yeah, I drift in and out. I really, I don't talk to hear my own voice because sometimes I'm like, oh, have I been talking for like 30 minutes? Sorry. I've, been, I've been in my own head and I've been saying things. Wow. So, I love that you love it so much. I actually wish I would have sat beside you instead of your boyfriend because I don't think it would have bugged you. Did it bug you? No, it didn't bug me. It okay, I couldn't tell. I didn't actually. think. I don't want to start like, I know no, I didn't think. Fight I, that, like, I mean, I didn't think that it would bug him because I'm like, I know he's seen this movie before. Like, and I love you know, him it's not like it. I'm ruining it any way for him, you know, because he already knows that. what's going on. But, you know, I have to say, I love it. You know, um, and I, I will admit that, you know, maybe it is a little bit corny. That's what I get from everybody. Like, that's the that's the main criticism that I hear from everyone is that it's corny. And you know what? Maybe it's a little corny, but I really don't care because it's awesome. And Kate Winslet is frocking beautiful. And she's still... I went, okay, and I went and read... And I'm gonna, Neverland. I'm going to geek Love. some more and tell you that... I went and read this thing that had all these cool facts about the making of the movie Titanic. It's a girl from Arkansas. Cool that was her double. pictures and stuff. And Did you know that? I did not know that. There's um, one point when they're on the ship and it's a faraway scene and Leo's in it. Uh-huh. And holding her arms up. 
and it's this woman, and I remember being like, you are not Kate Winslet. <laughs> sorry, but, uh, sorry, I was talking to her, I can't even, I swear to God. Totally I'm like, no, so I know my friend Katie was in Walking the Line, or Walk the Line, Walking the Line, or Walk the Line, whatever you want to call it, and I love that, I love that Arkansas, I mean, I hate when people act like there's nothing going on here, I'm like, can we get around? I'm like, like a cajillion people, Nick and you're just like, just shot a stuff. movie here. We, I want to shoot a movie here. Anyways, go ahead. But so, I um, know what you learned. Uh, I learned that apparently on their last night of shooting in Nova Scotia, the cast and crew were dosed with PCP. This is true. Uh, which, what? Which sent several yes. people to the hospital. Who did? Did they know? Um, I don't know if they know who did it. I guess were they, they all drink out of the same like like? Like it was like a. I guess it was like they were shooting or whatever, and they had like you know food and drink and beverage and whatnot and like forever. Just... Like I think I guess they were having like a party like it's their last night of shooting in that location or whatever. And somebody dosed all the party food. Yeah, that is a little crazy. It was like, one of the worst movie sets that anybody would want in history, from what I understand. Um, they they had a lot of pictures that were showing people like swimming in pools and stuff, and just people were apparently miserable. Uh, it is amazing this movie made back anything approaching. Yeah, but think about Kate Winslet got pneumonia because she refused to wear a wetsuit. Uh, most all the actors were wet suits. Was on the door or whatever? Uh-huh, like, yeah. Or the chimney or not chimney. That the the whatever, the plank of whatever she's laying on. Until, mm-hmm. and, and I will say, my major critique of the entire movie to this day, there was room for both of them. There was room plank. for both of them. There was room for both of them. And, and maybe they can make the argument that the weight, like half of it was in the water and somehow that was sinking down more, but I sincerely no. doubt it. No. And Jack wasn't very big. But maybe they thought, you know. That's I mean, I understand. In the he time, had, they're had to die, right? And like, well, yeah. And I mean, you know, he he had to die. I do wonder why her granddaughter wasn't at all like, even if it's a, a strangely romantic story, but she wasn't like, your grandma. This is weird because like, what about I love my grandfather? <laughs> She's like, your grandfather doesn't know, and the granddaughter's just sitting there being all gorgeous and modelly and not saying a damn word. Yeah. I'm looking at Bill Paxton like, let's get it on after my grandfather talks about sometimes. I mean, it's kind of weird. I, you know, I love I love about this movie the same things that I loved about it when I saw it when I was a kid. You know, my mom let me stay home from school to watch it when I was a little girl. You know, and her dresses were beautiful. You know, the wardrobe in that movie, and not just for her but for everyone, spot on, awesome. You know, wonderful, perfect. There were some great actors in that movie too. Like there was I great mean, stuff. Kate Winslet, Leonardo DiCaprio. We already said. Awesome Didn't they bring stuff. out the grandness of the Titanic? From that day, it wasn't too. It was glossed over for Hollywood, but it was like a movie that was meant to be that way. Yes. Yeah. Because the Titanic itself was built up, built up, built up, and then obviously taken down by you know uh, other people's. What, what I saw some the other day, and they were talking about you know the small town in Ireland, how they had had like eighteen people on the ship, um, and only like three died. Yeah. But it was such a small town that it was a huge impact. Oh yeah. People died. So the ancestors from people who survived and died, and um, this year went into this town. They did this every year. They do this ringing of the bell. They have these several monuments to people that were on the Titanic and of the ship itself. Yeah. And they say it's like, a, they, they made the point that it's, um, you know, this big symbol of people being overconfident. Like, uh, you know, humanity. Like people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I you, like that. Like, no one can know. argue that, that, you know, Titanic, the actual events that occurred were it wasn't a tragedy. You know, I mean, a lot of people died. Like, that's, 
I, you know, not I, just a tragedy, but just an embarrassment. I remember really. I had a lot of people, you people know, not telling listening. me, like, as, you know, for, like, the people that cry at movies and stuff, and I'm totally a movie crier, like, and I cry at this you movie every time, and I've had so many people tell me, oh, God, why are you crying? It's a movie. And I'm like, you know, this is a movie, but, like, this happened. Like, you know, Jack and Rose, you know, is bullshit or whatever, but, it's, like... It's a great story, but it's almost people, a distraction. Like, they died, you know, and I like was, that James Cameron made it kind of, like, pretty... As realistic as he could have without totally taking away from the romantic part of the story uh-huh. in the end. And yeah. with the lifeboats and everything, and, and, you know, like, Rose being an upper-class upper, upper class person, talking to the, you know, the uh, person, people who engineered the boat mm-hmm. and everything, you know, that, that would make nice. sense. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's like she understood, like he understood that she was not an idiot and that she was not full of crap like the rest of the uh-huh. people. And the unsinkable Molly Brown. Mm. That's what I was going to say. Casting-wise, I'm, I'm really bad with names of actors. Yeah, I knew that one. I will ask your help for the other ones, though. Who played Mr. Andrews? Victor Garber. Was that the, uh, the guy that built the ship? The one that in the end the is there in the, the closet. Yes, like, Vic, uh, Victor Garber. And Rogers. I love that actor. I can never remember his true. name. He I did love that him in real life. I love him, and he did a great job. Great. Um, I'm thinking uh, the guy that was. Oh, shit. I can't remember is Rose's. The, the, the mustache guy? No, not the mustache guy. The. Uh, oh, <laughs> God. I love that we have a mustache. Whatever. Forget that person, and I'll go to someone else. The guys that are in the lookout. Yeah. They rock. They're so good. They're like you go you know, you go up to them for their little thing and he's all like I can smell ice when it's near and he's all like, You're full of crap. Yeah, and he you went know, like, Yeah, he can see it right when they're upon it. You know? <laughs> but like it's you know But I like that they uh, show like, the boiler mom, room, what's her name? The huge She's awesome, she's great in she's the She's cold as hell. Yeah, she is. I she's saw perfect. ice in that one before I saw the expert. Nice. But you know, I mean, I, think, <laughs> I got nothing here. That's I it, think the casting it. was great. You know, I think we we said earlier that Kate Winston is a much better actress now than she was then. But you know what? How old was she? Uh, Twenty-one. But that's the thing, know, though. Like, that's what Rose was. Rose was young, and Rose was like a fiery spirit, but she still didn't know what was going on. Really, like uh-huh. that. That you can tell that that experience matured her very quickly. Well, and what? And, and before she was just quiet, right? Like she would say things. But it's like it's like that they were saying that Jack in a few days, this one person that was truly who she should have probably been with, you know, brought out her real character instead of leaving her entrapped. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm gonna say, you know, I love I love the grandiosity of the movie. I love the I love that it's over the top. I love you know it's beautiful. The ship is beautiful. You know, the scenery is beautiful. The dress is beautiful. The acting is good. I love the love story. I'm a sucker for it. You know, James that, Cameron is like that. He, Spielberg's he, bitch. I feel like. I feel. Like, I feel Spielberg like, came first, and then James Cameron. Came I feel and like, like James Cameron. I'm gonna too, keep going, like blowing it up. He must. James up, Cameron you know? just must have like a mega like boner for like sappy love stories. You know what I mean? In, uh, Avatar. Which that's what I'm saying. Like you know this is a prelude to Avatar. I get you know? it, and I love it because I'm totally one of those people that appreciates that. Like. Oh my God, our love is so strong and true that, like, even after a few days, when you really think about Rose everything and Jack, that I know, but and it, it shows their age. But they don't really talk about it. It's like a weird maturity you think they have. That you're like, they're young as shit, well, and like two days, you think about it. You thinking about, about it in reality? Rose is seventeen in the movie, 
And Jack is like, I don't know if they ever say his actual age, but I mean, what? He's 21 at the oldest, you know? And she's 17. Yeah, a 17-year-old totally acts that way. That's completely believable. Yeah. You know? And like, I like it, but she's... I mean, that's not far-fetched. But she's a... No, she's not. supposed to be a cultured, you know? She's uh-huh. prim. And but I, I mean, love... she's still 17. Don't you like the scene where she sees, like, the mom teaching the little girl? The like, makes her sad. And then it reminds me of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I love that. And I love that show because... Um, Lauren Graham's character. That I remember they have a scene. I'm like, God, you guys still that shit from Titanic? You know, she like her mother's like that. All about her, you know, how everything looks, not how everyone feels, just how it looks in the house with everyone else. And you know, and that's kind of mirror too in the scenes like where she's tightening her corset. You know, Rose, you can just tell her mother's all that. It doesn't matter. Like, but in a way, her mother's not as horrible as you think because she's just trying to get them to survive. That's, I love that because and survive with what they've always had. They don't let her be just that flat character. They give you that one moment where she turns around and she tells her, "It's gone. You know, the money's gone." And like, and you and she says, "What she's would you have? Who would you you have this see our fine things sold at auction?" And she like cries, and you're like, "God, you sound so like. I mean, you sound bullshit. Like, you sound so snooty, but." I mean, yeah, that was a big deal to her. Like they those were, times there were, were there's not a regular get, middle class. Yeah, they were trying Think about to the get classes by. in there and how important that was. Yeah, nowadays people can act like, but you can be anything you want to be and not really have a lot of money. You know, mm-hmm. nowadays, like like you know, people. I mean, there's still an importance on money and looks and all those things. But I don't know. Like that's what's cool about our culture now is like. You, you know, that's what I like about a lot of men directors is they can go Spielberg. Have you ever seen Spielberg? Really look at night. Occasionally wears a tux. Otherwise, the dude's always wearing a hat, t-shirt, and jeans. He dresses for comfort, obviously. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I don't think his shit's probably that expensive. I'm pretty sure I wear the same thing. He's going to TJ Maxx, get some tees. Yeah. Some he's like, he's like, like I've been having this shirt since Jaws. Come on. Probably has. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to turn it over to Austin because he's over here, like, beating his forehead, cartoony, and all that. Tell us how much you... He wants to I don't know. I don't hate Titanic. I said I was going to play the, devil, the devil's advocate with Hunger the Games. Devil the devil's advocate. I get to... Here's the thing, Austin's though. really going to do it for this. I'm going to do it for this. I'm going to begin by noting I do not hate Titanic. If you were to put me on a numerical scale, I'm probably a 7 out of 10 on it. The thing okay. about that is... That is a very far removed stars. seven from the hardcore ten of my lady love. Here. Eleven beards for Titanic. Amanda absolutely adores it, and oh, I, I don't know what mine is. George is too easy. I I adore Amanda so much that I I feel bad for I some of the things I'm going to say. So I guess I'm going to quickly n- cut through the things that I really like about the movie because I do like a lot of the film. First of all, I think the back hour and a half where it's dealing with the sinking, I think is absolutely incredible. I, I think that remains some breathtaking stuff. James Cameron can shoot act- action better than just about anybody else. The underwater photography is amazing, uh, because that's what Cameron does well. Cameron is an expert diver, and has actually spent more time on the Titanic than even the people who wrote it, which I think is amazing. Uh, I think that's just absolutely amazing. That is really amazing that he spent more time with that ship than the people who, who died on it. And so I really, really, really love that. Uh, I really love Cameron's passion, but I'm afraid that you know. And I, and I love most of the acting. I think a lot of the character acting is great. Kathy Bates as Molly Brown is absolutely hilarious. 
And one of the best things about the movie, probably. Yeah, but then again, I always think Bates is one of the best things about the movies that she's in. Um, which is to be expected. She's one of those actresses. Gertrude Stein, Midnight Paris. Yes! Love that she yes, is. she's great in that. She just has this force of will about her. I mean, I think the, the movie industry is such that it's ruled by actors and actresses that have to look a certain way and have to break in at a certain time. Bates broke in when she was middle-aged. She's never going to be a movie star attractive woman. But she has this power about her. She's awesome. You just cannot take your eyes off her. And she has an Oscar for a horror movie. She does. Misery. That's what I was about to say. Misery. Misery's my favorite. That was actually actually who the writer of the screenplay said they should have... I think it was either the writer of the screenplay or the director said. But And it was just immediately agreed. Yeah, that's who you had to go with. Bates... So I love her. With, yeah. So, I, I mean, I've I, I loved everything that y'all have said, except for some of them, and those are the things that I'm going to address. Uh, by the way, Alton, I'm sorry. Were you saying that you could hear me telling Maddie to again? <laughs> okay, I was just wondering, because I'm just going to say, I don't know how strong this mic is. It might pick up things you okay. don't know. <laughs> I, I thought he was getting out of me for now, like being a gingerbread. No, 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 no. I no. like whispering. That's the, the fun of a podcast, well, is way, that you're supposed to Matt capture. Guy, we're talking about don't telling, touch it, girls. I hope you're not telling sexy secrets. Oh boy, because it's about to get it's about to get uh, get ready though, because I'm about to pull out my knife. Uh, oh let's start off with things that I don't like about the movie, and these are the things that for me remove a thirty percent or a forty percent, so to speak. Um, uh-huh. First of all, I got to comment on 3D. I thought it was incredible. I didn't even say anything about that. <laughs> I thought it was incredible. The 3D was really good. You're right. When you look off the bow of the ship. You feel like you're staring straight into the water. And for a three-hour movie, my eyes and never, head did not hurt. Never once. It's an amazing conversion. It didn't take me out of it at all. And it looked great on the big screen, the really big screen we saw it on. So now let me uh, get out the brick bats. Um, let's start off with Billy Zane, who is playing yeah. the part as it's written. The part as it's written. Magnificent bastard. <laughs> no, he's not a magnificent bastard, because I use that term for characters that I love, like Colonel Landa in uh, Inglorious Bastards. That's a magnificent bastard. Billy Zane's cow in this movie is just a douche. And Zane plays it beautifully. He's one of those actors I've always wished. I've always wished he had a bigger career than he did. Uh, He was great in The Phantom, which I loved. No one else really seemed to. Uh, But his character is utterly ridiculous. And not once for one second did I believe that his character was real. I mean... His character was impossible. There wasn't ever a moment where I felt like this was a love triangle. This was too obvious. His character all but kicked children as he was walking through the movie. Yeah, uh, that's true. He just snatched I, them. That's all. Yeah, he just snatched he was, them. He was. He. I mean, I have to say, at least there are good. There are good parts of it, though. I get what you're saying, but. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy him. I really enjoyed him. I really. You're saying that it wasn't realistic. I'm saying that his character, by contrast, the villain in Cameron's next movie, Quaritch from Avatar, was also re- ridiculous. But he was so much better written of ridiculous, mm-hmm. and Stephen Lang was awesome in that movie. But I just could not. If you're going to do a love triangle, and I've already noted last podcast that my favorite movie of all time is in the love triangle, you've got to have some sense of balance. I just never once bought Zane. I, I hate to attack a young actress. And and I, I probably shouldn't, but except for the fact that I don't think that I get to say this. Kate Winslet's awful in it. 
I'm just, I'm saying it outright. She's, yeah, Amanda's allowed to have the same reaction shots that I gave her. She looks, she looks amazing in it. I'm not disputing that. But her delivery does not give any indication that this is the actress that's going to wind up doing Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or Contagion. I will, gi- I will give you that her crying is a... Is and a those are two movies, by the way, where she did an American accent. I guess I accept so she learned it as a woman that she... That is her playing a part playing another part. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's what Rose is. She just... She's playing the part of prim and proper, and yet she's, like, spicy. She just, you know and, I mean? and, and, and you know... She's Molly Brown with old money. Now I get to really pull out the big guns, and this is going to be the one that may wind up getting me thrown out of this room. I did not like the love story at all. I mean, I liked parts of it, so I guess I can't say it all. But I think that I had a really... I know that teenagers are stupid. This one, you didn't have a vagina when you were 13 or 14 really affects. I think it does. I think it does. I lost mine when I was 12. Oh, okay, I gotta note that the score was amazing. James Horner's yeah, As I said, I've got as I said, I've got a lot of very nice things to say about her. You said you didn't like so the love story at all. Like I want you to extrapolate on that because I don't I do. want to just I, I want to I think what I found hard to deal with I really think though that it comes back to Billy Zane's character. I think it comes back to the fact that I never really bought that there was a choice here. And I never really the thing about it is I got a straight. Okay, I'm really overstretch it by saying that I didn't think it worked at all. I think it was given a little too much importance. And, but I will say, the early scenes, I guess it's that I like the really early scenes between Jack and Rose, but the later scenes just strained my patience. How so? Because I didn't buy them. But I was never an impulsive teenage girl. As everyone who knows me knows, I'm hyper-logical. That's why the love story that... Well, and I can see that that's why it wouldn't make sense to you. Exactly. But... It isn't that I don't have a... I just think you're... I just think... I loved the notebook. I think you're not giving you any leeway. Like, I know... I know that you're not a fan of the... Of the... Oh my God, we just met one love. I loved Love Actually. I know that you hate that. But, I mean, they're teenagers. And that's just it. I don't like Romeo and Juliet. There, I'll throw out the big one there. I'm, I'm attacking... That's right, Shakespeare. I'm coming after you. You're going, you're going after Leonardo DiCaprio again. No. Actually, <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about Leo for a second, because i got to give due to Leo. You know, I actually left off a couple actors I wanted to praise. Uh, DiCaprio, though, he was a star from the word go. And he's, Although I can't beat what it's eating with the drink. I'm sorry. Well, that was his first Oscar nomination. He didn't win. He was happy yeah, not to have a yet. crush on him. Even he, he was, was really shy and he didn't want to win and was glad when he didn't win. But actually. I'm glad he didn't because I'm glad that it enabled him to keep going and finding more interesting parts. I'm glad that after Titanic, he kept making interesting movies. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for The Great Gatsby, which is going to be dream casting for him. Well, what's the show that he was in with Kirk? Gr- Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Loved him. I just love I love DiCaprio. I, I I've always loved him. Like, I think, I think, and I said this earlier. Leonardo DiCaprio is the only actress that, has, you know, actor, actor as a twelve, like as a twelve an actress, I mean, as like a twelve, great. you know, as like a twelve-year-old girl. I was all like, oh my god, I totally love him. And, and, and as and you know, and now dead, as a horrible movie, still love it because Leo. Well, that's you know, now as a twenty-three-year-old woman, I'm like, 
Heck yeah, I still love me some I mean, Leo. Like, of course, it helps lost. that of course it helps that now he's showing up in Inception. Yeah, and I mean yeah. the thing is, Which I, like, I, love. I don't think he's I don't think he's hot like I used to think he's hot. He was hot, you know. When he I'm, definitely looks like he's gone through the motions of dating like supermodels and whatnot. And Instead of feeling like I, you're a now, kid, it's like, like oh, he's not like a handsome heartthrob. He's or, he's not like a hot hot. The uh you know, one one thing though that I gotta praise is the scene where Rose is uh about to commit suicide and Jack steps in. Okay, I've gotta give that scene credit, and I've gotta give the first scene where they're walking around the deck credit. Those are two really well written scenes. But I just felt like a lot of the rest of the romance I, I, I guess it was kind of the fact that it was like, okay, the ship is sinking. Can we all please focus on something that's a little bit more important here? But, I mean, was that, that wasn't Cameron's intention in making that movie. No, it wasn't. And, and so, so that's why I'm arguing you know, with Cameron. Well, I mean, yeah, I get that, definitely. Um, let me, let me also so note, I, I loved he, David Warner as the, Titanic uh, the, uh, private eye. Uh, loved oh, yes. He's, I, that's who I was trying to think of earlier and I, and David I Warner. him. Yes. Uh, who was in the ori- who was in the original Tron? And I can, you know what? Unlike Billy, he was the villain in that. Unlike Billy Zane's Sark. character, who you said you couldn't buy as being such an asshole, I bought that dude. Oh, he did totally. across the plane. But that's he he didn't even care about Billy Zane, really. Because yeah, that's yeah. all David Warner does. And he he despises how low Jack is on the totem pole. Exactly. Like, He's like you're dark. I'm not. He doesn't care about Rose. I also found... I've also got another major complaint, and I think I'm kind of trying to give away, make it clear why I'm at a 7 versus over the top. Because as I said, there's a lot about it that I really like, and I still still think the movie moves very quickly, which for three hours is very impressive. There's a lot of three-hour movies that I really love that I still don't think move as quickly. It's because you have have such a... uh, it's such a juncture between parts. Yeah. The first part of the movie is so, like, pretty it's, and light. And the second half is and so... And the second part is dark and action. One of the things that I've got to attack is the fact that the foreshadowing in this movie is ridiculous. I will give you this, too. I'll give the you that. The foreshadowing is... They all but have a black mass where they offer up sacrifices to Cthulhu and uh, raise their middle fingers to God in this movie. It's... It was unbearable for me at times. And, I mean, one other little thing. I just, some of the dialogue didn't quite click with me. Some of the, uh, some of the ethnic stereotypes were really abrasive. Can I, can I say something yes. to the, um, uh, what did you just, what were you just saying before you switched? Uh, the, oh, the foreshadowing? The, I get what you're saying with the foreshadowing. I completely understand it, but I can also argue that I think that um, if we were looking for some comedy in this extremely dramatic movie, that that's where we're finding it, because every single person that watches this movie, and whether or not they've seen it before, you know that Titanic's sinking in the end. You yeah. know that everyone's dying. So the fact that they're giving these ridiculous, you know, over-the-top foreshadowing, uh, to me, is, is where I got my comedy in But movie. I wouldn't have wanted that on United 93, where less people died. I, I, I guess but, I mean, I'm having but a hard time But then again, that happened... You know, More recently. that happened really recently, you know. Tragedy plus time is comedy. Seriously, what was that South Park episode? We could find, AIDS is funny, you know, yes. it's funny now. It's been long enough and it's funny now, you know, so. I mean, look, I'm, li- I'm lining up to see Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter this summer, so I do have to be careful about talking. 
as I said, there's a lot about the movie that I really like, and I really did enjoy it, ultimately. But I feel like these are things that have to be pointed out. And look, to be fair, I could probably sit down and make a lot of the same complaints for Avatar. I mean, I, I'm i not saying... I'm not trying to be the Grinch here, but I, I guess it is kind of serving to illustrate a key point here, which is the difference between myself and the fact that I wasn't. I mean, it's got to be noted. When I saw Titanic for the first time, I saw it at a very dark time in my life. When I saw it this time, I saw it at a very bright time in my life. Everything well, is good in my life. Well, good things are good, you can kind of see how Aside from the fact that funny. I'm probably soon going to be looking for a new girlfriend. Ah, oh, there we go. I just said that to get Amanda laughing. She, yeah, kn- she knows I love her. If you, if you see Amanda and, like, go for a silent, like... She has the greatest reaction. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're going to be together. That's, that's the plan, seriously. But I just Our like making... Our hearts will go on and we won't let go. Oh, I got it up! <laughs> I, I don't know. I just... I, I... <laughs> Note. Note, at the very least, I will say, uh, I, my, my complaint list about this film is far shorter than, say, a complaint list I could make for episode one. I still like that movie, too. Are they playing that in the theaters right now? Uh, it's at the Dollar Theater. Yeah. Damn it, I want to go see it. We meant to go see it when it first came out, and yeah. then we kind of dropped the ball. I was, you, if you guys aren't busy Sunday, early day, we should, I'll take you to the It's Rock. Actually, it's going to be playing at, I think it may be in the afternoon. Uh, here's the oh. thing, i got to, or like in the yeah, evening. Yeah. Well, that's a shame, because I... That's not farting the uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe, we could, maybe we could all meet in Conway and then do a uh, caravan next week. Maybe. I've never seen any of the Star Wars movies. But I really don't think that episode one is the one that I would start with. I would that's start the thing, with and that's why I didn't four. go see it, because everybody no, told me to start what? with she episode should. four. And then she'll watch those, and then she'll watch the originals, what that I way maybe. Originals, and then you'll realize how badass those were, and the fact that they had way yeah. less technology, and you see that well, they did okay. Well, that, that's one thing, well, can we all agree I on think... one thing about Titanic? I'm sorry. No, yeah, because we should be talking about Yeah, Titanic. we should be talking about Titanic. Uh, the, this is a step for when we turn it off. Um, so I'm going to try and wrap things up quickly uh-huh. here. Um, as we approach, we pass the hour 30 mark. Um, can we all agree, though, that the technology has not aged one day on that movie? It still looks absolutely that, gorgeous. That's the thing. It looks brand new. It's like you know, if I hadn't, If I didn't know what the actors no. look like now with age on them, you know, I would have completely believed that this movie was just made. Yeah, I really would have Which too. Which is impressive. It 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 hasn't aged. It's really it still ha- holds it's up. So I'm agreeing with y'all on a lot of things. I just feel like these are things that need to be called out. But I, I have a lot of affection for the film. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I'm a total grinch about it. I do have a lot of affection for it. I just have some issues with it that needed to be brought up. But uh, let's looking ahead to the next cast. As I said, at least two of us are going to be uh, going crazy on Cabin in the Woods. At least, hopefully, all three of us are going to be talking about Chronicle. Two really good movies that you should go out and see. Y'all should really go see them. And man, oh man, as a comic book geek, if you were to tell me uh, 15 years ago that we were going to get a full-fledged Avengers movie, that was going to be a major studio effort that they were getting completely behind, that was going to have all of the A-list Avengers in it. Oh, and, you know, that it was going to be a huge budget movie, and it's predicted to get in about $150 million on opening weekend. They're getting... Wow. They're looking at a big one for this one. Would it would have blown my mind. the other way around, though? Like, honestly? I wouldn't be shocked now. Except for the Hulk. 
Yeah, uh-huh. but I discussed that. That I think Mark Ruffalo is going to be a great Hulk. I just love Mr. Ruffalo. Can't wait. I like him too. Yeah. But like you said, I like that also brought up, and I guess we'll discuss that more in depth. We're going to go into it. Between what the Hulk is supposed to be and what Mark Ruffalo is in I, I got a I get a real good vibe from that one. As I said, the early reviews are phenomenal, and I uh, we're going to we're going to go offline here. But I think we've got a really productive cast for a cast we were expecting to be a mini cast. This has turned out to be quite a cast. I'm glad that we that we did take the other movies out so that we had the room to talk about these the way we wanted to. Good. And I'm glad that you had a good time. So I'm Austin Shin. Amanda. I'm Lauren. Don't make a ham sandwich. And we will talk to y'all next time. Far across the distance and spaces between us, you have come to show you go on. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, man. You saw it early. I was in a comic shop one day, and I saw that they had passes for a free showing, and I was like, ooh, when is this? I looked at the date on the thing, and then I looked at the cash register, and I realized it was that very day. So I derailed it every single plan that I had, which was I was going to go see another movie that day, and promptly went to see that uh, with a friend.